Today's daf is daf yud. So just to recap, we've been talking about being Torah menataho la tame, and then also in the Mishnah we talk about tame la tahor. So we're going to be discussing that today. So in the, where we pick up from is the mission. The, if you recall, the whole concern of being mafresh tahor ala tame specifically for truma gedola is that you might think, isn't it, to the advantage of the coin? Shouldn't you do that specifically? Give the coin more tahor than tame. And the answer is, is that even though we sort of saw it based what appeared to be on psukim, really it was a the way Ruchaim explained it. It's really a that's an asmach, and it's really a xeramid rabbanan. Why? Because if you recall, when it comes to truma gedol, you have to do hafrasha min hamukaf, meaning it has to be truma in close proximity. And the concern is that if you um, if you've got tar and tamer, you'll be concerned that the one the the tamer will make the the tahor tamer, and you won't do it in close proximity. That's how we explained it previously. Um, so let's now learn today's stuff. Let me just turn to the right page. We're here. Okay. So, however, Rebeliezer, if you recall the Mishnah, Rebeliezer says it's actually not a problem. Rebeliezer, that's why I flicked back. Now remember, it says, no, Torim and Atara Latame. It's actually not a problem. You can mafresh and Atara Latame. Sounds like he's not concerned with Dixera, what appeared to be at all. However, Tan Rebeli, Rebeli says as follows. He says, um, he said, I'm Omer Mishum Rebeliezer. He said that the shit of Rebeliezer is as follows. So that's, that's his tradition of what Rebeliezer says. Specifically, Balach. Now, I have to be careful what Lach means. A lot of the time when I've been learning Lach, Lach we think is referring to liquids. But here, what it actually means is talking about the product itself is Lach, meaning it's uh, not Yavesh, it's Lach. So the product, not that it's a liquid, but it's like Tmarim that have became wet or something like that. They're wet product in that sense. Okay, um, fine. So Ketzad, for example, Kavash Zeitim Batuma. So how would you go, go about this? You've got zeitim. So clearly we're not talking about oil, are we? We're talking about zeitim that are being kavush. So we're talking about olives that are wet as opposed to the other understanding of lach we usually have. So vaketim that are, that are again, so kavash zeitim betuma. So you've got tamer um, olives. Now the question is, how are you going to now do hafrasha minamukaf without making the tahor part tamer? Because again, if this is Trumagdola, it has to be Menamukaf. So how are you going to have them in close proximity to one another? So the Gemara says, Trumbatara. And he wants to do Afrasha Batara, he wants to give the Kohen olives that are Tahor. And he has some other tevel, let's say, accessible to him, that is also um, these that have become wet, these olives, so pickled olives, for example. What does he do? He brings like a funnel. She'ain piv kebeitza whose opening, the mouth, meaning, I guess, the opening, the bottom, that would be, is not the size of a kibetza. And then he fills it up with zeitim, is what you should read here. So he fills it up with zeitim that are tahor. Then he can sort of place, place it within the chavit itself, or into the, onto the chavit. And that way, what happens is, effectively, you've got a barrel of tamer olives. You have a funnel that is filled with um, olives that are tahor, and now they're in close proximity from one another. And it says, we have to make sure that the funnel itself, where it's in contact, is not a kabeza. Now, the simple understanding you might think, the Gemara is going to correct this in a moment, is why is it important it's not a kabeza? Now, the reason is, when it comes to um, food, while it became, can become tamer at a small amount, in order for it to make other food tamer, it has to be the size of a kabeza. So the assumption at this stage is that the reason why you, you don't want the interface to be the size of a kibetza is because while it is true, those olives that are in touch with the tame ones in the barrel will become tame, it'll stop there. 
it, the, the ones that Tahor ones in the funnel will remain Tahor. So we say as follows. So, but the Gemara says, but that doesn't make sense. Lamali pachomi kabeitza. Afilu kabeitza. Lo pirurim inun. He says, even if it is a kabeitza, it shouldn't matter. Why? Because you don't have a mass there that is a kabeitza. You've what's called, called you, you have what's called pirurim, individual olives. So even if there are lots of little individual olives, they're not going to pass on tumah because none of them are the size of kabeitza. Even if all of those that are interfacing with the olives that are kavush, so the the liquid is combining them to make that which is in the funnel, the base of the funnel tamer. But even if it's a kabeitza, the base of the funnel, it's not going to make all the other olives in the funnel tamer because it's pirurim. Okay, so why why is the requirement that you'll have a funnel whose base is less than a kabeitza? In other words, the svara I gave in the beginning is is not relevant here because we're talking about pirurim, talk about small individual olives. So the Gemara says, no, it's not a Tumantara consideration necessarily. It's more of a practical consideration. We want to minimize the olives in the interface that are becoming Tameh so you have it as small as possible. That's it. Not because we're concerned that if it's too big, it's going to make everything above it Tameh, because it can't. You don't have a single mass there that decides like a base to make the things above it Tameh. Okay? It's a simply a practical consideration. Now, the question is... Sorry. Below either. You don't have a single mass below either. Ah, so that's what I was trying to, uh, trying to explain before, is that um, I think Rabbi Ruchaim says this here. He says, um, actually not here. It's, sorry, it wasn't Ruchaim. It was the Marafulda. He said, so this is your question. Im tiksha. This is you, Dov. He's talking to you. Heyach nitmo. How is it possible? Azeitim v'piyamashpech. How is it possible that they're making that which is in the funnel, base of the funnel timer anyway? Why don't you say they're simply individual olives in the in the in the barrel as well? So the Because the thing is not that they're becoming tame necessarily from the olives themselves, but they're they're kavush. There's a liquid there at the bottom that is that is um is it, I said it was wrongly before that it was combining it, but it's not even that. It's a tzir itself that's making it tame. Okay. It would mean if there was no seer, they would not make them tommy. Uh, that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's why Marafulda explains it. Now, what's interesting is why is it why is it that Rebelai explains the quench Rebeliezer? We're only talking about that which is lach, and not which is that is yavesh. Why? What difference does it make? What have we learned here that seems to make any difference? And um, the way the Rastarilu explains it is because what they used to do with those that were lach, they would use a funnel to collect some of them. Okay. And therefore, since it's a clear that seems to be something that's mitzaref, that's shayach, one to the other, you can still define that as being minamukah. His explanation is as follows. It says, because a funnel is something which they will collect these things. That's why mushum hachi chashiv mukah. In other words, the fact you can continue consider it together is only if it's that means this is like the normal uh, fashion and things. But since a funnel is not used to collect things that are yavesh, you can't and and you want to use a funnel to uh, to be the interface between the entire time. That doesn't work for yavesh because that's not a normal way of things. It would be considered like two different kalim altogether and not considered minamuka, even though. Like um, distance-wise, it would potentially be exactly the same. Okay, and that's where Rashi explains it. But there are other explanations, by the way, in terms of how to understand how Rebelai is restricting and redefining the position Rebelezer. But uh, that's beyond the scope of our short Shira form factor. Let's continue. Amrullah. 
So the Chachamim then responded to him, Ain, I agree with you that the Gzeira, this is not what we saw in the Mishnah, but what we find that's in this Brayta is the Chachamim respond back to Rebbe Eliezer, Eliezer, sorry, that, um, that we agree with you that the Chachamim didn't make Gzeira for Lach Biavesh, but, sorry, but for Lach, in the case of Lach, but Ain Lacha Kolach Karoi Lach Ella Yain Veshem Bilvad. In what situation is that? What we call true lach, meaning liquids, yain and shemen. So now the Gemara has a problem. Okay, you're trying to say you can mafish mentar and tame from, if you're talking about olive and uh, like tame olive, sorry, tame oil and tahor oil, or wine, okay, a similar case in wine. But how so? How can you have liquids that can be doaf rashim in a mukaf? How do you have as, uh, like a, before we had a funnel that has an interface. But you can't use a funnel for uh, liquids. It's going to pour straight into it. You'd, and then everything's going to mix together. So we say, we say, So what the understanding is here, means that what we're talking about where Korah uh, is the board in which they used to press olives into oil. So if all the oil is sourced from one pressing process, from one board, but they happen to be then split into two borot. Those are like the pits in which the oil was stored or a parallel case of wine. That's when we say, despite the fact they're not physically touching one, with one another, the fact that they came from one core is what combines them to consider minasamuch, which is a chidoshir, but that's where the Gemara explains it. And similarly, if it was two korot and borechad. Now, the question is, what does that mean, two borot borechad? Nicha korechad l'shtei borot. I can understand if you're talking about one pressing board to two pits. Ella shnei korot If you're talking about two pressing boards to one pit, how can you have the one pit being partially tamer, partially tahor? We're dealing with liquids here. Soon as some of it becomes tamer, the whole thing's tamer. So how do you have the, how do you have the concept of mafrishmina tahala tamer? So Rabla b'shem Rabla says tiftar. I can explain it as follows: We're talking about yes, there were two pressing boards, but the idea was at the time you thought to have them funneled down into the same container, same bore. Then after the fact, what happened is you split them. That's when we say the fact that your intention was to have them really coming to the same point. That we say that by liquids that would still be considered hafrasha min amukaf. Okay. Um, so in other words, this leniency that we say we find by Davar Lachi, sounds like even according to everybody, that we say that they said, yes, this is the one exception, if you like, the leniency which we can mafrish minatahor latameh, despite the fact normally we're concerned that it won't be minamokaf. That's only... If it became tameh after you've already skimmed the top, meaning what's the problem? What's it? And you skim the top of the bits and, and pips and, and the like. Meaning after it hit gemar malacha, meaning that since it hit gemar malacha and now it was considered tevel, if there was a moment in time where that tameh product was tahor, and when it was tevel, meaning there was a point in time where I could have been mafresh mina tahor for it, and then after it became tameh. That's when the Chachamim were lenient. However, we're dealing something with Tameh from the outset. There never was Ra'ui to have a Frash Amin Atahar on it. Then we say, Lobada, that's not exactly the case, meaning that we wouldn't be lenient in that case. Okay, let's continue. Now, Rebbe Tevi, Rebbe Shaya, Bar Yana, says Halacha, Rebbe So you have to keep account here. 
So Rabbi, so Rabbi Tevi says that Rabbi Shabbat Rabbi Yana says halachas Rabbi Yezer. In other words, Rabbi says you can mafresh min atar lantame. Rabbi Yitzchak bar Nachman b'shem Rabbi Shai says halachas Rabbi Yezer. So that's two people siding with Rabbi two. So Rabbanim is siding with Rabbi Yezer. However, Rav Huna said Rav Chanina says ein halach Rabbi Yezer, and Rav Yossi bar Bun bar Yehuda b'shem Shmuel also says ein halach Rabbi Yehuda. So two against two. To ata of the kamei the Rav Imi v'lohari he didn't paskin. Like a halacha like either. Uh, why? Meaning, wrote. He didn't want to pass and adjudicate in this case what halacha is. Why? Like, why? Because it was tray. I mean, tray called kabi tray inun. He says that since it's two against two, like I can't, I can't pass It's a stalemate. I can't side. So the chacham, the response, Amri, they said to him, one second, but once in he was a, he's a great rav. He was part of the two, so it's not really an equal two against two. So he says, Afilu Ken, nonetheless, no, it's two against two at the end of the day, and therefore, Lohore. Okay, therefore, he didn't pass him. Okay, next case. Now we're looking to the case of, which is, Ein Tormina Tame Alatahor. We're not allowed to afrash him in Tame Alatahor. If you recall, let's go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ein Tormina Tame Alatahor. If you did do so, we say, if it was Shogeg, okay, but it worked. We said it doesn't work. Okay? Okay. Um, now the Gemara says, If someone now this is a mission in Tfuyom, say importantly, someone has to what's called do hafrasha mukaf, correct? So therefore, what he has is a ha, and generally what they would try to do hafrasha. We've seen this already um, uh, for truma gedola. That is as early as uh, uh, as early as possible. As soon as Gemara Malacha, they do that in the field. And they do it here straight straight away in the, the pressing floor, as all the grapes and all the grapes have been turned into wine, or grape juice or wine, and they've skimmed the top, as I said. Now, what he's doing though, as he's taking a cup full of truma, the concern is he doesn't want to mess things up here. He, what happens if it slips out of his hand as he's lifting out all the the or it's an earthenware clay, for example, and he picks it up and it might smash or break. He runs a risk of ruining everything, of making everything in the pit below a uh, maduma. So what does he do? He makes it nice. He says, uh, This is truma on condition that it will taleb shalom, that uh, it will come out successfully. It won't be any uh, takala that will make this uh, truma, this liquid that I'm pulling out, fall back in. So therefore, what would happen if it does, say the clee breaks, or he puts it down close to the bore and it slips, it's slippery there and it, and it starts and it pulls right back into it, we say it's not truma. What he did wasn't truma because the tsnai wasn't fulfilled. Okay? So it's not considered truma until he actually takes it at a distance, such as if it spills, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't uh, roll back into where the bore is. Okay? That's the Mishnah. So the question is, what does it mean shalom? Shalom from what? What are the, the factors it is concerned about? So we say shalom in a shever and shalom in a shvicha. We're talking about either breaks or a spill. But the fact that it might become tama on the way isn't a consideration. Why? Because there are no people that are tummy in the area. So therefore, we, in other words, he doesn't say, he doesn't say that, that a bolt of lightning might come and strike, you know, strike this clee, because that's not a consideration. It's not in his mind. It's not in his frame of reference. It's only those things that are reasonable that he's concerned about. That's, that's what's covered by the tonight. So what now what we're saying is Rabbi Shimon says, Af minatuma. He says, no, also minatuma. Why? So Amra, because Rabbi Yossi ben Hanina, but tumat, he explains that tumat fuyom he matmita. Rabbi Shimon's concern is of someone who's a Tful Yom. So to explain, a Tful Yom is someone who was Tameh, he's immersed in a mikvah, and now he's waiting till nightfall to become Tahor. That's the first mission in Shas. Okay. 
Okay. Now, a tfuyom, important to understand, is a sheni latuma. Now, a sheni latuma can't make tamer chule. He doesn't impact any food. What he does, however, he can puzzle truma, meaning if he touches truma, that would make it a shlishi, it would make it puzzle. Makes it, in other words, and a corn wouldn't be able to eat it. Okay. So therefore, what Rabbi Shimon saying is we're concerned, the, the type of tum we're concerned is a tfuyom, because you're taking truma out, and if a tfuyom touches that, that's what his concern is. Now, why we say a tfuyom and not any other form of tumah? Because Amr Ebilai, Shechen Tfuyom, Mutsuim Ben Yagitot. Because we say that while they wouldn't let other people that are tame in the, at the wine press, they would let Tvuleyom in. Now, why would, why would Tvuleyom be allowed to walk around? Uh, are we concerned about Tumantara? So he says, no, because Amri also in Tvuleyom Maga Etzel Tevel. Because just as a Tvuleyom cannot impact Chulin and is only an issue maybe for Truma, it also doesn't affect Tevel. Now, you might think, one second, Tevel, you're going to say Truma for it. No, it's only once it's been separated is a Tfuyom can apostle Truma, but it doesn't impact Tevel. Okay, so that therefore, according to Rabbi Shimon, since there are Tfuyoms, you know, around the area, he's concerned when he makes his Tznai, it is also out of concern that maybe a Tfuyom might touch it. So that, you know, if I'm bringing it out, if I can come about Tfuyom, it's not, and that's also what's considered, is consideration of his, that it's what's called Amanacha Televashalom. Okay, how does it like to we discuss it? We'll get there. So Tani Reb Yudan Reb Yudan Bamed Varimavorim. What are we referring to? That's only talking about Truma Gedola. Why? Shehit Sricha Litromina Mukaf. Because since Truma Gedola, I'm almost forced to separate from close proximity. Sorry, if I am forced to to, to do Afrashim from close proximity, that's when the, this individual is going to be making such a tonight. But Truma Meiser. He didn't have to put himself at risk. He could have just separated, put it on the other side of the, of the gut. He could even put it in another building if he wanted to, and then called it Truma Gdola. Sorry, Truma Meiser. Truma Gdola, Truma Meiser. Okay? Because it's only Truma Gdola that has to be in Menamukah. And therefore, I'll just read Reb Chaim. So therefore, it says, Afilu, the Gemara says, Afilu Shar called Varim Shalom Hem. What's Shar called Ha Shalom Hem? So one understanding is, is that the tonight doesn't work at all. Meaning, that, that it's just because he had the option, the Chachamim said this tonight doesn't work in this context. And Rabbi Chaim doesn't say that. He says, he says, So he says he, he has a more subtle distinction between Truma Gdola and Truma Meiser. Meaning he says the tonight this individual makes still works for Truma Maaser. But only until Taleb Shalom means literally that I take it out of the pit. If you recall by Truma Gdola, Taleb Shalom wasn't just that I took it out of the pit so successfully, but I also got it to a distance away from the pit, such as a break, it wouldn't spill and roll back in. So the difference is for Truma Maser, it's just as soon as I've taken it out of the pit that Taleb Shalom Therefore, he puts it down and then it spills and smashes and goes back in, according to... Uh, According to Reb Chaim, it's a sugya. That's Taleb Shalom, and it would make the uh, potentially make that which is back in the pit middle. Okay. Now the question is as follows. Um, by the way, the other shita, just so you know, <clears throat> that seems to say that it, that tonight doesn't apply bichlal for truma meiser. That's I think that's Rosh Hashanah. Okay, let's continue. Hayat orem trumat v'trumat meiser kechat. What happens is, and we learned this back in Masechta Damai. So what someone can do sometimes is he can do afrash of both truma gedola and trumat meiser at the same time. So we've said there's a difference in the tnai. 
if it's Truma Gdol and Truma Mesa in terms of how um, how protected you are by it. Let's put it in that, in that term, in those terms. So the question is, if you're doing two together at the same time, what happens? So Amr Berebi Omer Lo Altal Dato. I want to say, let's go back. We say Eno Shalom, meaning we the assumption is what it sounds like is that neither applies to Truma Gdola, also applies to Truma Mesa, meaning that it's the same qualities. It's a protected, the Truma Mesa you've separated is protected, pardon me, is protected to the same extent as the Truma Gdola is by the Tanai that takes it, that protects it all the way if you put it to the side, until you put it to the side. Okay, now there's caution, if the Tanai doesn't work for Truma Gdola, it wouldn't work for Truma Mesa. Now this is a really interesting insight. Yehuda Brebi Omer says, the reason why that it's, it works together, it says, Lo alta daito says, what's the reason why the Tanai works for one, it works for both? Meaning the Tanai applies for both together to the same like protective sense until it reaches a side of a thing. is because if you said it didn't, if you say that the Trumagdola and Trumat Mesa are limited in the Tanai, based on what we've said, each to their own um, uh, protection, let's call it that, then what, hap- what, what happens? You run the risk that what happens, you're going to take it out, put it on the side, and someone knocks it and it falls back in. So according to the parameters till now, Trumagdola, it wasn't. Truma Meiser, it was. Correct? But if I'm doing it together, that, what that would mean then is that I've effectively done, because the Tanai wasn't fulfilled by Trumagdola, I've separated Truma Meiser before Trumagdola, and I've gone against what the Torah says I should do. So therefore, shalom means I wouldn't want my tnai to be such that it's going to result in me being over on a, on a mitzvah in the Torah. You hear? Again, once again, the, according according to Trumagdola, so according to the according to what we've been saying to now, the tnai works for Trumagdola until it's you know at safe distance. According to what Chaim says, for Trumagdola, it only works until it's just out of the pit, even if it's close proximity. Now, if we say that you made the tonight and you took them both out at the same time and it's smashed and we can sort of, sort of partition it and say, well, for Trumagdola, it's not Trumagdola, but Trumat Meiser it is. Then the result is I've done a fresh of Trumat Meiser before Trumagdola and I've gone against Masha 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 Yeah, but we have a name for that. It's called Shogig. No, but again, but it's my tonight that's causing it. So therefore, if we say, what was my intention when I made the tonight? It must be that my tnai wouldn't, like, I wouldn't make it tnai specifically over Mashakatuba Torah. We're not talking about someone doing something Beshoge, like the guy, did, we saw that in the Mishnah. He, 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 there, was a, there was a barrel of oil and he thought it was tar and he took from Tamala Tara. We said, Masha Asasui, fine, what can I do? But this is someone making, stipulating his actions, what he's doing. All right? So um, I, I'd say, that's why it must be that we made it initially. He wanted the terms of both to be equal, right? With Tnayachad. Right, she'im lotachul truma 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 meisa nami lotachul. In other words, he wanted to make it make it such that if you like, the tnai for truma meisa is as broad as the one for truma gdola. So he won't over mashakatu So the Gemara says, one second, that doesn't make sense. 
Metiv, Rav Ba Bar Mamel, Ba Tanin, and Aintrom Minatamela Tahor. But we know you're not allowed to go Minatamel Tahor. That's something asked, you're not allowed to do that. Hagabat Machramam, Ba Amar Hagabat Machram. We say Shatram, Ba Amar Lo Altal Dato Lavo Divrei Torah. But one second, we've seen in the Mishnah that what happens that if someone's Torem and he and it was Beshogeg, you might say, ah, but one second, that was never my intention. I didn't want to go against Mashakatul Torah. So we should say that that was like, that was like, a, what's it called? The terminology is um, the Truma Bataut. Why don't I simply say it was Truma Bataut? Because I never would have wanted to do against, against Mashakatul Torah. In the same way as we sort of folded back in this case and say, in his stipulation, he didn't want it res- to, to result in mash- going against Mashakatul Torah. Why don't we say the same thing? Because someone's Mashakatul Torah. We say, oh, I didn't realize I would have never wanted to go much to Torah. So there's Tafrasha Patawat. But the Mishnah doesn't say that. The Mishnah says what? The Mishnah says, Masha Asa Asui. So how, how do we resolve this question? So Gemara, very interesting, says as follows. He says, you've got to look at the implications of what might happen. He says, Amar Baba Mamal, Im At Ken. If you say that even someone who's Tuma Alatame like Bishogeg, that it doesn't work, you're the end result is you might end up making him over on a bigger prohibition. Because what happens if we say anyone who's mafresh truma that is not really considered truma, then um, then you're saving him maybe from one prohibition, meaning the fact that he's mafresh truma tame. However. If you say that it's not truma, he might not know it yet. And you might think, I've done it properly. But what he's mafresh from then, according to what you're saying, would be tevel. And someone who eats tevel is over on an iso that's mitevede shemaim. So now that if you say that, ah, oh, you know, someone who's mafresh tuma ala tahor b'shogig, we say that was never, would have never been his intention. He wouldn't go over mashakat Torah and therefore it doesn't work. That means someone wouldn't, until he discovers the mistake, he will think that what he did is good, but we're paskining that it wasn't good, and what he's, therefore what he's eating is tevel. So the end result would be that he's eating tevel. But that's also shogeg. Yeah, but we prefer someone to be beshogeg over on a mitzvah, like an avera, a lighter avera than a bigger avera. Uh-huh. Clearly, right? So in other words, um, so as we said, tevel ba'avon mita, and tahor sha'achalata tame ba'ase. So uh, just to explain what the Tao Shatale is as follows. I'll just show you Rukhaim. He says, uh, here, I'll just read all the Rukhaim because we've got a bit of time. Nimtza, it says, Mabrichomina kala v'nachlo chamura. Nimtza v'abrichomina kala shlo yitore minatame u'manchizel l'chumra shlo sover minatahor. He thinks he had tahor, taram, and he doesn't know what is left over shlo yadash in zet truma. V'yavol achatavya, and the remainder is, he's going to be eating his tev, it would be tevel, as we said, and that would be a problem because he thinks matukam. Hilkach, therefore, bevadai nichale. It's better to have a truma that will be truma. The ends of truma, and we don't call it truma b'taot. It's better, much better for him. The im tomar. If you say for one second, there's another issue. Im tomar. This is what the gemara is dealing with now. Machshilu etagonshivalachot trumat meya. Zunami kalahi. You might think, but one second, you might end up if you say the mafreshimah tame alatau is considered truma. It might result in what? The Kohen, perhaps, uh, through some uh, through circumstance, eating truma that is tamer. So we say 
that that's actually, that's nami kalahi. That's also kal. Why? Um, uh, one second. Uh, oh, it says, because oh, it's a, also, oh, actually, it's, a, it's a Rosh Rilat, quite a minute, but I'll just finish Rechaim. Because uh, So why is it considered a kala? Why is it considered lenient for a coin who is tahor eating truma that is tame? We're not talking about a coin who's tame eating truma. That's a serious violation. Here, because it's already already rush through. It says kolam hashem yochal tevel. One second. Here, vimyochal truma tmei. This is what I want to show you. It's a line down. Ain over It's only mitzvah asa he's over. Why? Can a mafarsh besech the bikurim? It says the nafkele. It says vachar yochal min hakodashim. It says, and after he can eat min hakodashim, meaning the coin after it becomes tahor. That's what the pasukim are referring to. Velokulam he can eat min hakodashim, but not all the kodashim. Lemuotei, what's that exclude? Tmeim vehu tmeim vehu taor the taval v'riyim shesho. In other words, it is Tao. That's talking about the case where he was Tameh. He became Taurim. Shemusho now is Taur completely. And he eats Tameh. And anything that's so-called prohibited that's by implication from something which an Aser is Isu Aser. Therefore, call him Ein Lokin Alav. He doesn't get Malko because it's considered Aser. Okay? So in other words, uh, it, it, this concept of we'd say Hafrasha Pata'ut is a real consideration that we can say it, provided that it doesn't, that if we that it doesn't actually result in something far more serious. So that's why we say, in the case of Sinkus Mashrim, we say that better to say it's Truma, better to say it was Hafrasha Beshogeg, because the worst thing is it's going to be over and maybe Isra Asay or Isra Lav, compared to if you say that it's considered Hafrasha Bata'ut, it's not considered Hafrasha all, he might think what he did is good and end up the remainder, which is actually Teva. And that will be Isra Mitabidashima. Okay. Rabbi, could you remind me for a moment the Inyan of Mina Mukaf? What's that from? What's that about? What, 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 the the pasuk where we learned it from? Uh, I mean, what does it mean? Be, you know, be chad b'sheni. So that's a, it, I, I'm also a bit unclear on that in terms of both. we know what we've seen a case what's not Mina Mukaf. We saw, for example, if one foods in one city and one's in another, we said that works by Truma Mais. We've yeah. seen here when it comes to olives, it sounds like make it minamukaf. You have to have them really almost like touching one another. We ha- we use the funnel to make it really in cl- much in close proximity. They have to be physically in touch with one another. For example, we said uh, like the, the cake of pressed figs. We saw yesterday, like, like whatever the previous year. Um, but the, the the big chirush was it came to these liquids that, it, that we seem to say they can even be in separate uh, containers, like separate borot. And still be considered minamukaf, even though they're not touching. And that was that was the big tradition today. So it's not. I'm not so. Uh, it's not so clear really what because until until we saw the case the case today by the all the, uh, the oil and wine, I would have thought a match has to be touching. Like and what that. is the pasuk? Sorry, what's the pasuk? You mentioned uh, we, we did this in uh, three days ago, two days ago. Um, oh no, Kagori What is it? I think we did that. Um, yeah. Um, that it has to be mash. That, that, no, that was a Gemara Malacha. It has to be from Mineo Bay. I think that was uh-huh. where it was from. Uh, I'll double check later, but yeah. Okay. Shkoyach. Uh,